be the world champion with a body like that. I am Johnny freaking wrestling. And that's the bottom line. And now, your world podcast champions. Oh, yes. Maybe a week or two late, but we're here again. Travis? Always back and better than we were before. But we're always here. That's the thing. We may miss a week here and there, but we definitely are always coming back. Yeah. Uh, I'm still looking to hit that magic 100 episode. So. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. That's How long is that? That's a while. I think we're at, what, episode 72, 73? Yeah, but we do one a week, though. Yeah, so we're not that far off. I think we'll hit it next year. I think we might hit it by the end of this year. We need to do some math. Yeah, we'll do some math after the show. <laughs> I'm not doing math right now. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to Rumbling Reality, where we talk about wrestling rumors and news and, uh, yeah, and basically debate about stupid shit. Um, Travis? No, let's clarify. Ramsey debates stupid shit by coming up with folky, hokey storylines that he pulls out of his ass. Let's oh. get that real. Oh, so we're starting off like that. You, hey, you, you know what? You've called and ragged on me a hundred different times. I, I don't know what you're talking that. about at all. Of course all. you don't. You are of just one of those. You you're just one of those. I'm a victim kind of guys. You know, blah blah. blah. On this podcast, I am essentially the victim. Oh yes. my god. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what should we talk about first, Travis? A lot of craps happen. Um, I, you know, one I want to kind of start off with Money in the Bank, yeah. mainly uh, mainly just because, is, is it just me, or are wrestling fans just really, they always find something to bitch about when it comes to a pay-per-view? You're talking about Alexa Bliss, right? No, I'm just talking about in general, because I personally, honestly... I liked it. I thought Money in the Bank was a solid pay-per-view from top to bottom. I thought I I enjoyed the pay-per-view actually, so I'm not sure everybody's all upset. I mean, they got Braun Strowman winning, which fans have wanted that for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing that really I found out they got really upset about was the the Alexa Bliss thing. But I mean, I called that. I knew that was going to happen. I, mean, I just don't understand. That's what I, I was the one to talk about today. It's all the hate for Alexa Bliss after the Money in the Bank thing, right? They just. It doesn't make any sense, and I have a buddy of mine who called the cash-in with her on the same night, too, which I I honestly thought that was genius of WWE to do, and I didn't think they would actually It hasn't happened it. in a long time. Well, and I didn't think they'd go through with it, because I'm like, at, the, at that point, with the Rousey-Jax match, I honestly thought WWE had backed themselves into a corner that they weren't going to be able to get out of. And that's, because, that's basically what they did. They, did, they pulled that trigger on purpose. Well, and, and you know, at first that was my thought too, but my whole thing of they backing themselves into a corner was that you couldn't have Nia Jax beat Rousey because Rousey just got here and you're going to make her the most, quote-unquote, the baddest woman on the planet, yet she's going to get beat in her first singles match. That wasn't going to happen. And then you had Nia Jax, who they've been trying to push as this uh, strong, empowered woman. Strong heel, face, whatever she is. Yeah, I don't know what exactly she she was for this program, but whatever. I mean, they were, they were still going with the fact that she had overcome all the bullying and obstacles to become women's champion over a, a woman who was about Bullard. at least a foot tall. To- uh, smaller than her and a very uh, largeable size difference between the two so i don't really know how that's overcoming oh, fat all. jokes and i'm just being honest about this <laughs> i mean she i'm not calling her fat but what i am saying is that obviously she had the advantage over alexa bliss there's no way that they were going to make that look believable mm-hmm. you know at least in my opinion i don't think well, that's a good part believable. is when alexa's the heel she can win by a dirty way or whatever exactly which that was that was the ingenious part of the whole cash in this time around was that she cost the disqualification which actually the way that she did it she attacked rousey first so it dq'd naya meaning Rousey won the match by DQ, and then we saw the cash-in on Nia. So you act- she actually covered WWE, and WWE was able to get the title off Nia because, in my opinion, 
uh, Nia was not a good champion, just to my opinion. She wasn't a champion very long, though, either. No, she was only a champion for about two months, but that's my point. If they thought that she was a credible enough champion, I don't think they would have pulled the trigger on this match as quickly as they did. Well, I think that's true. But I also think they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into. They, oh, I guarantee you, they just thought everybody, everybody would eat up the Nia vs. Ronda thing. And then so much heat was getting on uh, Ronda about her being in a championship match already. They recognized that, realized that, used that as an angle. Mm-hmm. And then they just they thought, well, maybe it is a little too new for her. Well, and, and she's promoting a movie, so they probably don't want to give her the belt. Yeah, and you know, to the and uh, Dave Meltzer even said it too because again, I was part of the same crew that was like, okay, this is going to be Ronda's first singles match um, in a tag team match from Mania. You know, they were able to kind of disguise any kind of flaws that she had by keeping her safe in a tag team match. And of course, as we all are aware of, she came out and she stole the freaking show. So that was great to see. But I still had my reservations on her for being a singles competitor. And much like Dave Meltzer said, I'm not doubting Ronda Rousey again. That that woman is dedicated. She has put in the work. She has done very well in all of her outings in the ring. Um, I think she's a solid, and I think that she's going to be a good investment for WWE going forward. Um, Alexa Bliss is feud with Rousey to come. Um, that's going to be an interesting one, just because I don't unless Alexa's going to get some hardcore training behind her, which there's been an MMA fighter who has already offered. I cannot tell you who it is because I did not read the article personally, um, but they offered to train Alexa Bliss to uh, to get ready for Ronda because I'm sure that's going to be the SummerSlam match that takes place, uh, which I'm cool with that. I, I'm okay with that. I think Alexa's a great heel. She'll do great character work with Ronda. And, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't either. I, th- I think it has a great potential to be a good match. So um, we'll see how things go leading into SummerSlam. The only match that I really didn't care about on the Money in the Bank show was Roman and Gender, to be perfectly yeah, honest. That's long <laughs> I, I, it wasn't really a good match in general. Anyway, I mean, it was it was good in-ring work. Like, I went back and watched it the day, the next day because I didn't, I didn't really care to watch it, so I didn't pay attention to the match itself when it was live. Um so I went back and watched it just to see if it was actually a, a decent match, and it was. It wasn't. It wasn't like there wasn't a solid wrestling game or anything like that. It's just I don't really care for gender, and I don't really care for for Roman. Roman's a good wrestler. Just this program didn't do anything for me, and it didn't do anything for Roman either. So I don't really. I didn't really have anything invested in that. Um, big the big cast Daniel Bryan match was. Uh, it is what it is. There, it was a, it was good. It was solid. And we'll we'll get to cast stuff a little later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, I'm just gonna say the women's money in the bank. Uh, that was pretty damn good. It was, like, it was really good. Very good. Like all, all eight of those. But women. they did, they did have a, the very beginning. It had, it had some few little things. Like, oh, okay. Very little. I mean, very little things. There was very few mistakes, if you will, that I think were made. Um, in that match, but man, I'll tell you what, who impressed me the most in that whole match was Lana. Lana came out, and I don't know what she's, she's been doing. She's definitely been improving. She has. She has improved, in, in my opinion, since this time last year. She's improved tenfold. Oh, yeah, uh, compared to what she was, definitely. Yeah, so props props to Lana. I, I even said One to... One of the things about Money in the Bank that I thought stood out to me was Shinsuke losing. I know. I was actually surprised too. I mean, uh, how how do you make Shinsuke Nakamura look strong after losing like four WWE title matches in a row? Well, let's be honest. He didn't lose two of those. It doesn't matter. And and just on the on the sheets, it it, it shows a loss. And no, not really. It, on the sheets, it shows two no contests. Well, that's what and I mean. Then, and people's, in people's losses. mind, AJ Styles won it. That's all that matters. Well, right, but that's where people again—they—they're one of these people. That, no, it's no offense to you or anybody else, but you got to really look deeper into it because it yeah, wasn't the, really a loss. You're either a winner or a loser. You either come out on top or you go home without the title. That's all that matters to me. No matter disqualification, blah blah blah. Well, no contest. When it's ruled a no contest, then there is no winner, which yeah. is exactly what two of those matches were. But it's because Shinsuke. Well, I mean, it's obviously all planned. But I'm saying like. 
in the grand scheme of things, whoever goes goes home with first place or the title is still the winner. Well, you got to not necessarily, and I say that because the greatest Royal Rumble was a double countout, and then uh, backlash. Are you one of those people that like participation prizes? No, but I'm not. This ain't participation. This is fact. (laughs) I believe Styles and Nakamura was a double count out from the Greatest Rumble, and then Backlash. It was also well. I'm sorry, that was the double count out, and I think both guys were disqualified. Yeah, I know, I know, Travis. I know, like it's. I'm sorry, it's the details, man. Yeah. You got to pay attention. That's not a point. Details. I'm just saying, like in most people's mind. Uh, that's what I'm saying. This is, but this is why we have this show. We educate people. You yeah, know? but I'm not a teacher. I'm a preacher. I know. <laughs> I'm a teacher. You're the preacher. I'm the teacher. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, so I get people behind me. You get people trying to hate you. That's fine. People can hate me. What's that I'm one guy? Really what's the, Dan, what's that guy who used to announce announce and he act like a teacher? Oh, Matt Stryker. Yeah. Poor guy. I liked him a lot. Yeah, he actually's done very good in Lucha Underground, though. So I mean, yeah. I can't really hate the guy too much there. Uh, well, where but, do they go? Where do they go from here with him? Because you know who he's going against now, and, and I you're do gonna, not want to see gonna him. Hate it. You're gonna hate it so much. Because you know, because you know, and even I know, they have to make Shinsuke go over on Jeff Hardy now. They will. But I don't want that. I know you don't. That's why I do. You hate it. <laughs> I was so, fu- oh my god, I was so mad. I was so happy that they put, he turned around, he got his paint back. Yeah. I was so pissed. I'm like, oh god, they're gonna make Jeff Hardy lose in the long run to Shinsuke. I'm so pissed off. Yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, at least he gets the U.S. title out of it. So, I mean, I know, but but man, I was just like you though. And honestly, that last man standing match was awesome. Like, I like that. Yeah, I thought it. Obviously, it was the best match uh, from all four of their matches, or five actually. Excuse me. Um, But man, the thing is about that last man standing match was that they were able to show that they were able to have a last man standing match that didn't really need a whole lot of weaponry. They yeah, stuck with a lot true. of strikes. I gotta think about that. Well, and, I, and that was what I loved about it was because the normal last man standing matches that we've been accustomed to is are pretty violent. You know, they use a lot of weapons mm-hmm. back in the day. We used to see a lot of bloodshed, things like that. Um, this time around though, when you have the PG environment where you can't really get bloody, what they stuck with was a very realistic story of two guys that were striking each other with strikes that in legitimately in real life could very much knock you out. So they stuck with more of the realistic approach of this is a fight and somebody's going to land that one big blow that's going to knock them out. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? And so I liked how they still incorporated the table but they didn't do a huge fancy table spot. Mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome that it was just a basic Shinsuke grab Styles and just threw him. Just threw him through it. I thought it was great. Uh, Styles getting his retribution a little bit with the chair was a great little add-in. But that was pretty much all the weapons that they used. Everything else was basically uh, Nakamura. He took the top of the tables off so he could go running across for them and hit the uh, the, Kins- the Kinsasha. Or I'm sorry. I'm, I Kinsasha! Yeah, I know I'm pronouncing that wrong. Wow. That's usually, but, uh, that's usually my thing. I know. Um, but when he hit AJ with it, they just went with the spot of, hey, he's he's laying on the table. The yeah. only huge spot was the uh, the phenomenal forearm through the table at the end. And the fact that, the, well, that, and I'm sorry, the styles clash off of those steps, which I thought was great. And I was like, wow, the fact that he stood up and did the whole come on thing after that, I thought was great storytelling there. And that kick to the nuts, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that was as that was as like cringeworthy as you could get for a low blow shot, man. And yeah, overall, I thought that was the best match of the mm-hmm. entire night for for my money. Overall, story wise, uh, in ring action, I thought Styles and Nakamura pulled off that five star classic, in my opinion, that we had been waiting for. So, and I don't want to stick too much to this topic. Sure, we're talking about other stuff. But um, you know what? Destroyed Money in the Bank. NXT TakeOver completely had me in every single match compared to Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank was good and all, but mm-hmm. NXT TakeOver, man. But that's always how it goes. I know Takeovers it is, but, it's like I, but Money in the Bank is one of those pay-per-views that kind of it always, to me, one of the, my more favorites when I was, when I was, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, TakeOver was so good, and I wasn't expecting it to be that good. That's the thing, I guess. I, you know, in all honesty, I wasn't either. Um, 
uh, to me, really the only match that kind of fell uh, it fell just a little bit um, was the Aleister Black Lars Sullivan match, and that's the weirdest part. I kind of felt the same way. I mean, I mm-hmm. the the, ta- the tag team match, I wasn't even expecting Fire. that to be good, and I was like, oh my god, it's like the Man. best one of the best matches of the night. Agreed, and I and I'm not even huge fans of these guys. No, but I mean, Oni Lorcan and uh, Danny Birch, dude, those they're two. Not, they're not amazing to me on the mic as much, but like, damn. They're, their physicality, that makes up for everything. Yeah, man. That, I was like, whoa. But yeah, I agree with the Aleister Black stuff. I, 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 it was an okay match. It just wasn't wasn't amazing. Right, and that's and that's what I wanted to, to clarify with is that the match was still good. Don't oh, get yeah, me wrong. It was, yeah. But, but compared me, to the previous matches. Right, right. That's exactly I mean, it's what hard it to follow well. freaking... You know, Ricochet and a Velveteen, damn. That was that was great. Wow. I mean, Man. Yeah. They they did great. I, 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 we knew they were gonna put in a good match, but I just didn't realize it was gonna be I didn't realize it was really gonna really gonna hold up to it. I didn't either. I, I expected it to be kind of what we we thought it would be. We, everybody thought it was gonna be a good match. Yeah, don't oh, yeah. But I think it was more so of they expected the athleticism to be great. But they still told a very awesome good story, story. Yep. Um, and that's that's been the key with Ricochet since he got shot, signed with WWE because it's kind of like what he said in the pre-match promo was that he's been known as a guy that can do all these fancy flips, and that's about it. But this was the match that I think really displayed that Ricochet is a wrestler's wrestler. He is not just somebody who can do he high flying. That's stuff. why I like him. Yes, he's not just some high flyer spot fest. No, he's a he's a guy that can actually go out and he can tell the story uh, that needs to be told. And Velveteen too. Oh Velveteen, hell yeah, Velveteen too. Who, who would have thought that a year ago when we saw I this know. gimmick coming that we would be talking about him in the most highest regards? Well, you know why? It's because they actually were consistent with him, and Triple H saw that probably backstage and just kept going with it, and he really grew onto the he, fans. Really saw it. Well, and I think really what really got the fans to buy into Dream was that he he became his character. Mm-hmm. Like he he played it out. And that's his... stuff we don't see as much anymore. No, not at all. And, and that's... people like Nia Jax who go on Facebook right after the Ronda Rousey feud and like Ronda, you're really good. I have to give her props. And again, what are you doing? Face dream, heel, face heel, face. Yeah, dream, dream is a he's a heel on NXT and he plays the heel on Twitter too. And that's what you have to do because nowadays you just have to. Tommaso Ciampa is a prime example man, of that too. Tommaso Ciampa is still supposedly the they still not wanting WWE to launch shirts for him. Exactly, and that's that's what makes him so great is he's a classic heel mm-hmm. because back in the day. Back in the territory days, like the 70s and the 80s, heels didn't have merchandise. And if they did, it was a very short run of merchandise mm-hmm. because you're not supposed to buy into the bad guy. So You know why what sucks, you- though? It's, it's honestly, in a business standpoint, it's stupid for him. To a degree, because yes. He, no, it's stupid because he loses a lot, a lot of money because they make a lot of money on merch. They do, but again, we don't know the specifics of Tommaso's contract either. So, who knows? He may be making money. Yeah, but if, they're, if he's making less money for the company by merch sales, why would you want to pay somebody more money? I, I, I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. I mean, from a business standpoint, not a fan point or announcer or whatever it is. But from a business perspective, <laughs> if some guy is not able to generate you more money through merch sales, I mean, he just, you know, when, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That's just the only thing I think about it. But in general, it's awesome that he does that. Yeah, I think. Um, but I let's think not let's not stick too much more to um, uh, NXT or um, Money in the Bank uh, pay So let's get to some current news. Let's sure. start off with the news of yesterday or today that Sami Zayn has a freaking double torn rotator cuff. Yep, that Out sucks, for the rest man. Of the year. It sucks, but it may be good for him because with this Bobby Lashley thing, I felt like it's going to be hard for him to recover. Oh man, because I'm sorry this. <laughs> I like Bobby Lashley too, by the way. Um, they I destroyed just, Bobby Lashley, FYI. I just hate, I hate what WWE is doing with Lashley since he came back. Um, personally, I think that a Roman Lashley feud would actually be very beneficial. For Isn't that Bobby. what they're kind of doing in the long run? It, I mean, it kind of seems like that right now. Um, 
I don't know about the long run part of it because right now it's just going to lead to extreme rules in this five-way match that they're announcing for the number one contendership against Brock Lesnar. So I don't know how much of a feud that this is really going to be, but do I like how Lashley came out? And Because in TNA, or Impact, if you will, Lashley's main move was the spear. And he pulled it out on Monday, and I thought that was great, because I'm like, yeah, that's the move that Lashley did, and got that over in Impact, and it just so happens to be the same move that Roman Reigns uses, who's WWE still sees as their top guy, and it makes all the sense in the world that if you're going to do a one-upsmanship or show that Bobby Lashley is a, as a more alpha male than what Roman Reigns is then absolutely go use the exact same move that you've been using that this other guy happens to use and show that you can do it better. Yeah. You know, I thought that was great, and I hope that this storyline does have a little bit of progression between the two of them uh, leading up to extreme progression goals. today? Huh? I feel like you say said progression a lot. Right. I said progress the first time. So. Oh, yeah, that, that was off air, though, wasn't it? I think so. Oh, okay, dang. <laughs> yeah, so, huh, can't get away that time. That's true. But um, yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's 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 hit a couple topics. Um, well, this is probably a more major one. Big Cass. This was definitely unexpected, and I appreciate Travis for texting me randomly and saying bye bye Cass because he told me just at the right time where I could be one of the first people who put it up online. So thank you for that. You're welcome. And that usually doesn't uh, happen, but just for some reason I was actually going to the bank. So. Well, see, I, I, I'm good for some things, man. Yeah, you're right. You put yourself down there, but yeah. Uh, that's all so right. So, <laughs> that's, to me, okay, so I've got to say something about this. In this day and age, I feel like Vince is almost getting too sensitive. Because back in the day, an HBK or something like this who goes off script or has bad attitudes would have been gone a long time ago. Yeah, he pulled yep. more money in. Yeah, he's more famous. But he had to get more famous. He wasn't instantly more famous. Right. We're and talking about HBK in his younger years. Yeah, yep. he was attra- he was popular back then too, but now he's a Hall of Famer. You couldn't see a Hall of Famer or whatever being let go. But no. back then, he wasn't as crazy, popular, amazing, the best wrestler ever yet. Um, I, uh, yeah, I can I can see where your argument is on that. Um, but I completely agree with that same notion because I said that to a friend of mine too. This back in the day, if this was if this was still in the the late nineties, um, Cass may have suffered a little bit of heat from going off script the way he did um, when it came to the whole segment on SmackDown that that basically ended him up ended him up in hot water to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's a different playing field. And I think it's because WWE has become more of a corporation now as opposed to what they were back then because now they've got advertisers and sponsorship deals with companies. But it honestly just sounded like Vince was like just – to me, it sounded like Vince is just trying to like like prove a point, like to send a message to the locker room. He did, and that was that was one of the things that just this morning that I read because there was more details released about Cass's release that um, there was a little bit more – to it than uh, than just that instance, but that was kind of like the the major one. That was kind of like the okay, you know what? We're not really we're not really going to lose anything with this guy, and and that sucks for Cass because he just came back from his injury and gets let go. You know, so I mean that that I didn't know he was such a big dick in the backstage. It, that's that's what I was going to say is that well, it, not I a guess dick, he had, but I heard he had a, like a little bit some problems. He did. His apparently there was an incident at the European tour recently yeah, Richie, where he, Richie told me this actually. So yeah, he I guess he got locked out of his uh, out of a bathroom and he kicked the door down. Um, so then that was one thing. Uh, I, I guess. Mean, I mean, do you really think that's as crazy as like X Pac putting pe- poop in people's blockers and shit in bags? Of course not. But again, oh, you, crazy. again, we're talking about a different time. I know, so, but it's like, come on, everybody gets so butthurt. I wasn't even, you know, me. I wasn't even a huge cast fan at all. Me either. But I did appreciate that he was that He's he was trying. trying to put in. Yeah, he was. He was very much trying, and that's why people that said that cast sucks. I don't really agree with that. I think and who he cares? Actually, he's supposed to be a heel. Exactly. That was my thing. Is that he's doing what he's supposed to do? He's he's getting booed. That's what he's meant to do, and. Yeah, maybe Vince is getting a little bit more sensitive in his older age, but 
you know, unfortunately, that's just yeah. That's what we have to deal with now. The way the cookie crumbles. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't know. I guess we can go uh, cast and stand there too long because I'm sure every single podcast and side is always talking on big cast. So sure. I don't want to stick on it too much. But, uh, you know, I just feel like it's kind of the same route people have gone. With Alexa Bliss now, with Roman Reigns, with John Cena, those kind of people. Um, I'm not sure to lump cast in that category, but it just feels like anytime somebody gets some kind of spotlight and they're trying to be a bad guy, Cena wasn't, but they just, for some reason, people think, oh, I hate him, but I want to see him gone. The whole point is you need a bad guy. If you want all good guys, I yeah. uh, yeah, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a horrible, a horrible uh, show to watch. I mean, you want I mean, it's fine if you want everybody to shake in hands and wrestling matches. Fine, but if you want to actually tell a story, it's hard to tell a story when every match is like, oh, I, you know, we're both gentlemen. Let's fight and see who's the better man. That can only happen so many times that you're getting bored as hell. Right. People right. like some kind of like uh, whatever. Um, let's go to the next thing. What else um, is happening? Oh uh, uh, well, let's let's go ahead. Let's talk a little bit about. Uh, uh, New Japan. Let's uh, let's get some New Japan in here. Uh, they had the Dominion pay per view that took place about a week and a half ago, or almost two weeks ago, um, or maybe it is two weeks ago as of today. But finally, finally, Kenny Omega is officially the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. He's now, I believe, the third North American-born wrestler to do it. Um, I think. Don't hold me to that. Um, wasn't the, wasn't the other ones uh, Spike Dudley and uh? Are you being serious? No. I really hope you're not being serious. Of course not. What the hell? Okay. Uh, no, but I believe the three people that have that that title to their name are Brock Lesnar, uh, AJ Styles, and now Kenny Omega. That's oh, a wow. pretty that's a pretty elite list right there. No pun Ooh, intended. elite list. That's what I said. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, of course, I think even the more bigger news that came out of Dominion is a new IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Yep. Your boy mm-hmm. did it again, making Jericho. history. Chris Jericho is now an IWGP Intercontinental Champion. And in all technicality, because it's called the Intercontinental title, he is now a 10-time Intercontinental Champion with WWE. Yeah, but like you, always, like you just said earlier, you can't lump things in. You have to you have to dig deeper, and you can't just lump things. Agreed. That's why that's why I don't oh, I'm really just, count just, uh, it. I'm trying to use your word. I, I honestly don't count it as being a 10-time reign. Because, because you know why you can't count title. that? As the same people who say, you can't count Brock Lesnar beating CM Punk for the title reign. It, well, unfortunately, we we actually yeah we can say that because it's not the WWE title. That's what people argue, and and it's true. I mean, it, technically, it is true. But I think the that debate actually started with the longest like just the high like, title holder. Oh yeah, but nobody's ever going to match that. Bruno, yeah, that was done by Bruno San Martino over four thousand days. You're mm-hmm. not ever going to come to that. Um, the only person who ever when roids were a hundred percent legal. Yes. Yeah, but he was one of the. He was actually the clean one. He I'm never kidding. did roids. I'm just kidding. But the only person that ever came close to that was Hulk Hogan, um, and that was oh the I steroids. Yeah, you're right. Was but on the steroids, uh, steroids, right? I don't know. Don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That was that was in the 80s. I don't really care. Oh, um, you but, just love NWO. I know. No, I don't love NWO. I mean, I love NWO. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I was like, what the heck? No, I love NWO. I was like, you I mean, flipped that the was, switch. That was my group back in the day. I know. I was DX. You were NWO, bro. I know. I know. Rip-offs, but, you know, it is what it is. Rip-offs. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I, I, I don't – I agree with people that say you can't count his IWGPIC title win for his Intercontinental wins with WWE, so he's technically not a 10-time champion. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree to that notion because he's a nine-time WWE Intercontinental champion. One-time nine-time. IWGP. Uh huh. I'm not going. I'm not saying it nine times. So, <laughs> but uh, that's gr- that's huge news, dude. I mean, a guy in his what early 40s mm-hmm. is IWGB champion. Me and my again. brother were talking about this. Is you know I think we're talking about this. It's so cool that and not so cool. We're talking about his uh, new character. He's kind of building. Into, I just love a Jer. I love how Jericho likes to do different characters in different time periods. He's not like a guy who will jump from a different company and just use the same gimmick. Yeah, 
No, he's a, and that's that's one of the that's one of the things that honestly I think that would put Chris Jericho in the running as being one of if not the, the best, best ever. Yes. And I too and I totally believe that now. Because how many wrestlers do you know that can be as successful as he is going to different promotions? It is no very one. very hard. And it's not even just the fact that he's gone to different promotions. It's the fact that kind of what you were just implying just keeps then, himself fresh. He does, and he does it everywhere. He he's did fresh it. to death. <laughs> okay, now we're getting corny again. Here That's we true. go. I'm a corny guy. Uh, so, I mean, he did it with WCW. Um, he did it in the WWE. He did it um, now going to New Japan. Um, he's always different. He's mm-hmm. changing himself. He never rests on his laurels. And you, can, and you can't fault a guy for that. That's what makes him successful. And, yeah, how can you not say that Jericho is in the talks for being uh, the best ever? Because he's doing, he's proving it. It's true. Now, uh, we got more news. I guess it's not necessarily New Japan news, but it's all-in news. It was officially confirmed mm-hmm. as of yesterday, um, I believe, or maybe it was Thursday. It was, yeah, Thursday. Uh, we'll say Thursday. It was Thursday. Um, yeah, yesterday I, was I, Thursday. Because I wrote what about it. talking about? Because <laughs> I wrote about it. I'm stuck on Saturday's time. I thought it was oh, Saturday. Oh, I wonder why you're so confused. I got you. Yeah, um, it was officially announced that All In is going to be 100% broadcast. There is no debating it. There is no if, ands, or buts. It will happen. Well, so, it could be a but, but yeah. Um, it's it's wonderful because it was up in the air as to whether or not that was even going to be possible because Cody Rhodes even went on his own personal Twitter feed and was asked uh, if they were going to broadcast it, and he said at this time there are no plans to broadcast the all-in pay-per-view or the all-in event, if you will, um, which was disappointing because the first thing I thought of is why? Why is there no plan exactly. to do it? It would sell. I mean, but, all you got to do is have a high-end like Facebook stream or some shit. I don't know. Well, and it's, I mean, of course, they're going to do it to where they make money. My guess is that they're going to throw it on the Fight App Network, which is a great idea. That's exactly what I thought they should do. Um, whether or not that's what they go with, we'll we'll see because no details have been released as of yet. But that to me is a smart uh, smart thing to do is to just broadcast the all in on Fight App. Mm-hmm. So it's it's great. I I look forward to it. I'll buy it. Like I'm not even going to hesitate to buy it. Oh, you are? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's when will it be showing? September first. Oh, I'll just I'll just go to one of my sites and watch it free. Uh, but yeah. Um... <laughs> If you didn't just sell you yourself didn't, out You there. didn't support indie wrestling. You're stupid, Ramsey. You're not <laughs> a real wrestling fan. Yeah, I'm sure I you're going to hear I have people say that to me. I'm like, what? I mean, if I'm at work and I'm trying to... I, I can't watch Raw and SmackDown Live and try my best, but I have to go to some sites to watch it once in a while. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm really hurting Raw and SmackDown by watching it online for 30, 40 minutes at a time. I, I still buy it through Hulu, and I still freaking purchase it, too. Yeah, don't listen to detractors. It's just uh, it is what they are. They just want to bitch and complain. Uh-huh. Just how it is. Uh, but see. speaking of Raw, um, I'm actually interested to hear your take. What did you think of the Intercontinental Title change? Man, well, you know me. How long? How long have I been going on Dolph Ziggler's side? This is not a push, though. Let's get that straight. But I don't know. It seems it's like not a push. push. This is not a push. Why is that? Why do you say that, Travis? Well, for one, uh, Ziggler's not going to be a main eventer. Let's just call it what it is. You just it's don't not. know, Travis. You just don't know. Honestly, he's he's not. He, I feel and like I say with John Cena WWE, out of the picture, he WWE may start getting no some faith spots. in him, man. No, I but, don't think that's true. I do because we've seen it. No, I don't think it's true. Of course, you don't want to believe you it's true, why? but because, it is. You know, because they keep doing things with him like this, so it's showing me they have something. They have they 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 have some kind of thing about him. They have yeah. He's a good hand. He's a good worker. That's it. They're not going to make him a main event player. I don't know. If they do what people have been kind of rumoring or debating or theorizing of a of a uh, the way Drew McIntyre is talking, they could pull a couple NXT guys, make them form like a new NWO. I yeah, can see, I, don't I can see that. this working. I can see this really helping Ziggler. Yeah, but I don't believe any of that hype whatsoever. Anybody who believes that this is the start of a new NWO is just fantasy booking. It doesn't have NWO, but it could be a new faction. That's an NXT kind of faction. Oh, okay. Well, if we want to stick with that argument, guess what? There's already a faction like that in NXT. They're called Undisputed. 
just in case anybody else forgot about that. So I mean, no, that's a good point. But I mean, you we got to find a way to make Drew McIntyre work. You mean Drew McIntyre? He's going to work. Period. That really? Then why didn't he work the first time? Because they let go. They, they didn't find an uh, angle for him. This could be exactly. Angle. This could be the exactly. angle for him. He said the same thing. He he was on Jim Ross podcast about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and even he said the same thing. He said I didn't have the drive. I didn't have the determination that I did. Um, but I was a kid then, because he got signed with WWE when he was 20 years old. I always liked so, McIntyre back then, too. I, I was not a big McIntyre fan. I oh, mean, so you're a bandwagon fan. I, I, hey, I'm a bandwagon fan when somebody decides to that's why, that's dedicate why you're, that's their That's why you're craft. a Sooner fan. You get, I mean, hell, you can call me a bandwagoner all you want, but let's face it. When you look back at Drew McIntyre in, in Drew McIntyre's first run with WWE, mm-hmm. it really was not all that great. Yeah, he got tagged as the chosen one, and that also just happened to be here in Tulsa, FYI. Um, but he didn't The fact, the fact that I still called you a Sooner fan and you haven't said anything about it, it amazes me. That's because I ignore it. It's not true, so I don't need to worry about it. Anyway, oh, okay. um, McIntyre's first run with the company, he was uh, pegged as the chosen one. We all know how that didn't happen. He wasn't a champion. He was the Intercontinental, and he was a tag team champion, yes, but he never reached the world title level like everybody thought he was going to. Then he got thrown in 3MB and did nothing with that except, you know, be a funny gimmick. So that was whatever. Then him getting released, even he has gone on record as to saying, was the best thing that could have happened to him. Because then he got a chance to go and travel the world. And he got a chance to uh, go to all these different promotions, including Impact, and become champion elsewhere and start really honing himself as a character and a wrestler and honing his craft, which ultimately brought him back to WWE, which made me like him because the guy went out there. He didn't give up after he got fired from the big game. He decided to be like, okay. Well, bro, I'll a lot get- of them don't. They just end up falling to like drugs and alcohol and they do like indie circuits. Well, this is what he wanted. He he said that you know his passion wasn't there when he first got released after a while because, I mean, you were at the top of the game, but you know what? The thing that makes people successful is not how many times they get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up from it. Okay. And he, and he did. He worked for it. He's back in WWE now, and mark my words, Drew McIntyre, uh, maybe not this year, but I do believe over the next couple of years, within the next two years, Drew McIntyre is going to be a WWE or Universal Champion. Yeah, period. I, I, I can see that. I, and I and he'll he'll earn it. And because in my opinion, this this Drew McIntyre that we see now is the full package. Period. He's got the size, definitely bigger than what he was when he first was with WWE. He's got the character. He's got the attitude. Backstage, he's got the right motivation behind him. He's got the right attitude behind him. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre is a future champion. Period. No if, no ands, no buts about it. And I honestly would love, and I would put money on this feud. I'd love to see a McIntyre Strowman feud. And he had time to do some uh, storm cycles. He had time what? He had and Drew McIntyre had some time to do a little bit of storms, a little bit of a uh, little bit of a uh, HGH. He did not. Oh, I don't know. He looks. Yeah, he has a lot of freaking bulk on him than he used to. So, dude, I, hey, come on. I'm just saying. I, I'm not saying it's true. Or I don't know anything about that. I'm just making a joke. I was gonna say we know people can put on size and. But do it it's the right so way. prevalent in the wrestling community, so it's not that that crazy, Travis. So. I mean, it was prevalent in the wrestling community, but we know that with the wellness policy now, it can't be as prevalent as it was. Oh yeah, because. I'm not saying that it's not possible. Okay. It's like people do it in NHL and on all those other main. I, I totally understand okay. that. Brock Lesnar got popped for it. We already know that. There you go. That's a good example. Thank you for Travis. I, I, I agree. That's why I'm saying it's not as prevalent. But I'm not saying that it's not possible. Yeah. But no, Drew McIntyre is solid because I think I can see I can see great feuds with Strowman, especially. Um, I think him and I think McIntyre and Roman Reigns would be a great feud. Um, don't tell don't tell anybody else that. I well, I mean people can hate all they <laughs> Anytime want. Anytime you say Roman Reigns, anybody like, ah, sounds like oh, it I know. sucks. Sounds like it sucks. The guy hasn't worked hard and been working his ass off on the road all the time. He just sucks. Right. They just they just want to believe whatever they want. Yeah. I mean somebody that. who's there every single week, busting his ass, traveling on the road, not sitting, not with his family. I yeah. respect that. Sorry. 
Yeah, and he's a good. I'm sorry, he's a good worker. He's a great worker, actually. Yeah, he, I know he has some dull, dull uh, mic skills sometimes, and it can be boring and bland sometimes. But you know what? I some of my favorite wrestlers, like Jeff Hardy's little thing he said the other day. I was like, <laughs> it's not a very good little, you know, little thing. He's like, as I don't know, into my into my solar mind and onto my into my skeletal, whatever. It yeah. didn't, it didn't vibe with me well. I'm not gonna hate him. Right. That's, okay. You're that's my have... favorite. That's my favorite guy ever, and I can be, and I can, I don't have to be biased. Wow. So he tops Jericho. Jeff Hardy. I'm a, yeah. I'm asking. Because I always thought you were a bigger Jericho. Uh, I don't know. It depends the week. Oh, here we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I mean, there. I mean, dude, Jeff Hardy is always my number one, though. I mean, I very rarely have I said Jericho's in my top uh, compared to Jeff Hardy. I mean, it's it, it's a close tie. <laughs> it's a close tie. You know, ironically, ironically, I have no idea why I fucked up. Uh, sorry, I after, well, actually, this is explicit now. I fucked up on my diet yesterday, last night, and I had some Taco Bell. And I guess I shouldn't have done that because I, I fell asleep on thick food in my stomach. And um, I had a crazy Jeff Hardy dream. I was like at some like at, like a lunch table with him talking about my life. It was really okay, cool. I'm so glad that this this got back into right. I was like, how is this story prominent in our wrestling oh. Prog podcast? Oh yeah, I just had a really weird Jeff Hardy dream last night. I was like, damn, that's when you know you're a wrestling fan. You just have a dreams about talking to your favorite wrestler at a lunch table, right? Really right. odd. But um, yeah, I, um, what's next? Um, shoot, I mean, yeah, you got to leave pretty soon, right? Oh yeah, but I still got some time. It's no big deal. Um. But man, I think I think in general, I oh I, this is something that we've discussed here on this podcast numerous times um, over the last I'd say at least a few months now, um, and it, it all but confirms what I've been saying on this exact podcast is that we're about to be in such a new golden age of pro wrestling because the thing that has stood out to me over the last two weeks is WWE was promoting the E3 encounter between Kenny Omega and the Bucks against the New Day. Mm -hmm. And they pushed even the Kenny Omega match from Mid-South. They, they hyped that on their own stuff. WWE is, who would have thought, this would have not have been, and it's like I said to uh, one of the guys that I, that, I, uh, that I work with over at WFC, I had been telling him for at least a month, I said, man, we are on the cusp of seeing things that we never thought we would see with professional wrestling. I said, it's not going to be, I think, too much out of the realm of possibility that we'll eventually see cross-promotion between two big companies. And he was like, no, that's not going to happen. It's just it's just overhyped. Don't, don't believe it. And then the very next week, they're pushing the E3 thing, and then Triple H himself comes out in an interview and says how he would love to one day do some kind of cross-promotion with New Japan. How in the hell can you not say that we're in a new time for wrestling? This would not have happened 10 years ago. It's true. It would not have been... Nobody would have even thought that WWE would ever be open to the idea of doing any kind of joint ventureship oh, yeah. with New hey, Japan. Is, is the Raw Women's Champion white or red? What do you mean? It's it's white with the red background in the oh, W. Thank you. I'm just trying to steal Alexa Bliss image for our thing. Keep oh. going, sorry. <laughs> oh. I was like, what? <laughs> well, I figured you would know that. Raw is red. I know, but I, just, I guess I'm going to get confused. Like, it looks oh. like it's, uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, but that's what, I mean, Yeah. I don't think I actually mean, though. I, I was really surprised about it, too. It's like, whoa, he's really... Uh, well, I guess you can say what the hell he wants. I don't think Vince is going to fire him. So, Yeah, but that's my point, though, is that we are so entering a new time because with Triple H coming to power more and more as time progresses, we're not going to be that far off from seeing some kind of interaction between New Japan and WWE. And I'm telling you, it's going to be absolutely incredible when that actually happens because nobody would ever think that would happen. You should have said absolutely wonderful like Matt Hardy would be fucked that up. Ah, it's all right. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to gimmick infringe him right now. <laughs> this is not happening. So, but I personally, I I love what I'm seeing in the wrestling world right now. So much, so much is happening. So much is going on. Bigger opportunities are coming. Uh, more wrestlers are working now. You're starting to be able to make a living without having the backing of a huge company. 
wrestling itself is about to, I think, blow up again, just like what we saw, not in the same comparison of what it was in the 90s, but the success rate of professional wrestling, I think, is about to be on the exact same level that it was in the 90s. It's going to be everywhere. People are going to know it, and it's going to be a rejuvenation for professional wrestling. Yeah, I, I, I meant to actually write an article about the Triple H thing. It is, a, it is a crazy time we're in when somebody who's that high up there can say that. Exactly. And I honestly, because knowing how Triple H is um, and how much he respects this business and how much he wants to see this business evolve and grow, um, which he has proven to do that successfully with the NXT brand, um, especially now branching into what they're calling uh, the United Kingdom Championship is now morphed into the NXT UK brand, mm-hmm. um, which I think is awesome. Um, I, I look forward to that. I look forward to seeing how they're gonna how they're gonna go through with all this. Um, yeah, Triple then, H- then, doesn't the market start getting a little flooded though? Do you think like NXT UK brand? Then you start basically what they're trying to do is have like little territorials without calling it like the names. So sure. But like, like NXT uh, Mexico, you know, it's an, it may start getting. If Mark, it's, I don't know if it might flood the market. I mean, I think it may flood it in the long, in the long run. And you could be exactly right because that may be what they're in danger of. But I know right now with the UK scene, uh, UK British wrestling has blown up. That's over true. The last five years, and they actually have a lot of awesome guys. Very good, talented guys. Like. It, it's amazing the talent that's come out of the United Kingdom. And, I mean, obviously, we've seen it. We've seen Pete Dunne come from it. We've seen Tyler Bate come from it. We've seen all these guys from the U.K. just really show us that, hey, uh, the U.K. is not something to shy away from when it comes from finding good wrestling. These guys, I mean, obviously, we've seen wrestlers like uh, William Regal or Steven Regal, if you will, um, and a few other guys that were able to come through and make somewhat of an impression, but never to the extent that we're at right now. Um, I would venture to say that the UK wrestling scene right now is probably the best wrestling scene going on right now. That would I don't think that's an understatement either. I think that's a very fair uh, assessment of the landscape of pro wrestling in the United Kingdom. So if you continue working with companies like Progress, if you're working with companies like... Uh, uh, like uh, ICW, Insane Championship Wrestling, um, and there's some kind of joint ventureship with the NXT UK brand, which we've seen where Pete Dunne has been doing uh, uh, UK shows with the uh, with the UK Championship, WWE UK Championship. Uh, it just makes for for better fan base. It makes for more eyes on a product. So. This is this is revolutionary for WWE, and it's a great moment to be a WWE fan because of the joint ventureships they're doing. Yeah, it's only going to benefit the WWE and professional wrestling as a whole in the long run. Um, trying to think of the last couple topics. Uh, we, we hit a lot of stuff today. Oh yeah, man. I mean, we. That's what oh we yeah, do. man. That's how we roll. Oh god. And that's how we roll. Oh. Let's see. Oh, I guess um, I, I thought it was pretty cool about the whole uh, New Day and uh, the Elite with uh, or in uh, Elite together. It was pretty. Did you watch that? Yeah, the E three thing. Yeah. yeah, I did actually watch that. And, and I not that the E three thing. Make sure you tell people it's not E three. It is E three. Well, not E three as the E three. What What the hell are you talking about? EC3. It was the E3. I know. When people say E3. E3, E3, they usually abbreviate it for EC3. Uh, no, that's why there's a C in between the E and the 3. Oh, when I'm talking and stuff, I do, I do it a lot, so I guess you don't. I guess you're just way cooler than me. Uh, I think I would call that intelligent, but okay. Uh, no. Uh, uh, if you're getting E3, intelligent, no. Wrestle, res, intelligent, no. Wrestling connoisseur, maybe. Okay. Okay. Anybody that mixes the E3 gaming convention with EC3 is a moron. Just, I'm just saying that now. Hmm. If it's that, if it's that easy for you to make that mistake, you might want to well, screw in that light bulb that a little crazy. tighter. It's not that crazy. Really. I'm sorry. I'm basically stalling right now, trying to find something to talk about next. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, we've done pretty good, man. I mean, we've done good for a 45-minute show. So I messed up, and I was looking at things that news breaks this week, and I somehow went back all the way to 2004, and it says, and it said, Randy Savage just signed with TNA, NWA. That's sad. Yeah, no. (laughs) I was like, what? Yeah, that obviously did not happen. Yeah, that was 2004. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he signed for a match, and that was it. So, <laughs> I have no clue. You know why? Because I did not watch. Well, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I guess we can talk about the CM Punk UFC fight. Yeah, everybody talked about it too much. Okay. I mean, he lost. He's not going yeah, back exactly. to the UFC. So, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much the same stuff we've been talking about for, through him, anyways. He lost yeah. his last match. He never wants to come back. Nothing's changed. Yeah. No, uh, no, no shock there. What do you think, by the way, Rusev, number one contender? Hey, something. That's something. Do you think it's too late? Nope. I I feel like the crowd is not as strong as it used to be with him. Are you kidding? I don't know. I, what do you I, mean? The fan reaction at Money in the Bank wasn't wasn't very or wasn't very uh, not Money in the Bank. The SmackDown wasn't very like over the top. It wasn't like what I was expecting. It doesn't have to be over the top if you're still getting a crowd to chant Rusev Day. You're doing something right. I know. I think don't be one, don't be one of these wrestler like wrestling fans. You have been begging for them to capitalize no, I have. on the no, but I am just saying, has his steam came off a little bit where it's you know maybe not in the it wasn't the perfect time again. That's all I'm saying. It, well, let me ask you this: uh, Would it have been better to do it uh, at a time where he wasn't getting any chance, and then it makes no damn sense to do it? Well, of course not. Okay, either. so he'd be still getting the Rusev Day chance, and you yourself had been begging for him just to get a shot because uh, he was over with the crowd. By this. I think you're confused by this. I'm not saying I'm not excited for it. I was saying the crowd reaction kind of upset me. Well, you yeah, shouldn't so I'm be not sure why you know, worked up over shit. Because I think you're you're somewhat mm. trying to diminish on No, the, not at all. The... I'm really excited for Rusev to get his chance. But I just think I was really surprised by the fans not like where I thought the like, like a Daniel Bryan kind of Rusev Day chant. I don't know. Like I don't know. I I don't know. I I think you're uh, just reading just a little bit too much into it because I still think he has a great uh, amount of momentum behind him. I think he get butt hurt too easily. I think you do. Not at all. Oh I'm sure. Saying the fans. Oh sure. It's well. What are you? I didn't get butthurt by it. I enjoyed but it. But like what I said, I was saying though, it right? upset me that the fans weren't over the top about it online. There wasn't much about it all in all. There wasn't much chit chat online about it compared to like other things that have happened. I see. Okay. Yeah, dick. Okay. Yeah, dick. Oh yeah, insanity debuted today uh, this week too. Yeah. I don't know about the. I don't know what they're doing with the Sanity Uso thing. I hope it ends up being good. But I also don't know what exactly they're trying why to accomplish with the Daniel Bryan thing. Why do you put them? Yeah, no, really. Why do you put them against a team that I like though? Who the Usos? Yeah. Why not put them with the Usos? Usos are like these hard ass guys, penitentiary bullshit. And they're going against. They can't really over the top sell to guys that are supposed to be like you know kind of scary and a faction and dominant. You need to put them personally. Sanity in their first feud should be going against a team that it feels kind of like is scared to go against them. That's just how I feel. I mean, I feel like they're not going to sell very well to Sanity because they're going to be hard asses and be like, "Hey, you can't mess with us. We're freaking Usos." Well, good, and then that'll be all the more sweeter when Sanity puts them down. Yeah. So it's, it'll be fine. I don't. I just don't get where they're going with the Daniel Bryan thing. Because now they're going to throw him against the Bludgeon Brothers? What was that? Oh, what they're trying to do is make Daniel Bryan a tag team with somebody else. But my question is, who are they going to put with this guy? Daniel Bryan's going to get jumped on SmackDown again, and then somebody's going to come out to save him. Probably John Cena. I doubt that. But that'd be kind of cool, actually. I, I kind of miss John Cena again. Oh, yeah, God. I would definitely. I'm gonna get a lot of haters. I was now. about to say, did you say <laughs> you miss John Cena? <laughs> I've always I, liked John Cena. I, I know. I've actually grown to like him too. So it's it's cool. I uh, mean, think about it. He, every time he every time he does something, it, it stands out more than most things. Whether I mean, it's it stupid would, or not, even the Undertaker thing. Now I look back on it, it's memorable. It, it is. Like it, it, it was stupid as hell. I was so pissed off every week coming out crying and bitching. Got you know, I'm talking about his manhood. But I'm thinking, hey, you know what? I remember every part of that now. I don't yeah. remember what I don't remember what Bobby Lashley's storyline was two weeks ago. Yeah, there you go. 
see, for me, I have to say for, for the whole situation, too, with uh, with the whole Daniel Bryan thing, and I, it would make sense if John Cena came back because they're, they're kind of related. So, uh, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it would be a horrible pairing, but I just don't like how they're – I just I don't know. I'm not feeling the whole tag team thing because SmackDown has a lot of good tag teams. So why are you trying to make another tag team from one huge single star that's probably going to team up with another huge single star when you've got other teams, like actual legitimate teams? Don't be like Raw that's just trying to throw people together all of a sudden. I mean, because let's face it, that's what Raw's done. I mean, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, not really a team. They just go by their names, and they're the tag team champions. The B team is actually pretty cool. They're they're popular. They're fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess they're a legitimate team. But I'm sorry. Also, McIntyre and Ziggler, not really what I call a tag team. Yeah. As much as they're trying to push that to be the case, they're not. Um, they're two singles guys that were just thrown together. They don't even have to me. But you if you know what? Got, they're kind of making it work, though. I'm, I'm kind of growing on this a little bit. But I mean, for me, if you don't have a team name, I don't think you can really call yourself a tag team. If you're just going by well, your your names, I that's mean, that it. That's very arguable, though. It is arguable because I mean, there's there's exceptions. Edge and to that Christian rule. is not a tag team name. Like I just said, there are exceptions to the rule. Mm-hmm. Ian, I was about to say the same thing you just did. Okay. ENC <laughs> is one of them. Uh, but Enzo nobody ever Cats. called him ENC. I, I mean, sure as hell didn't. I just said Edge and Christian. I mean, near the end, they were being called ENC. So yeah, because they needed some kind of name, but I never, ever, ever once called him ENC. But, I mean, I mean, Enzo and Big Cass is another one. That's a good one, and they're both... Uh, yeah, that's, not, that's not a good one, never mind. It's not It's not a good one. How? <laughs> I mean, we know where they're at. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, isn't it interesting how uh, the team of Enzo and Cass... Had Carmella as a manager, and now out of all three of them, yeah. she's the mo- most successful one. <laughs> it's amazing to me that Carmella has kind of grown on me. Carmella is a great character. I'm really surprised that I am saying that because before, like, gosh, oh, you can't wrestle. But you know, I get it. I love wrestling, but you know, it's entertainment too, guys. So even if she's not the most amazing wrestler in that locker room, uh, women's women's locker room at least, she puts on more of a show than most of those girls could ever dream of. I agree. Like, she's very, she's like one of those characters that, like, you just want to see get the freaking, you know, beat up. And that's what I like. I like that she is drawing that, like, man, I hate her. I See, I don't actually like her as in, like, oh, I want to see her win. I want to see her keep her title. But I'm saying, like, I I, uh, I just she's, like to see her get beat up. She's a good heel. Basically. She, is a, she is exactly right. A personification of a good heel work right there. She's she's in a champion way, that, in a good way. Like Vicky Guerrero, Vicky Guerrero is actually worse than mine. Right, but <laughs> but I get where you're going with that. She's a she's a strong character. She you want to see her get beat up because she's a loud mouth. She's obnoxious. She brags. Man, uh, I want to see you get beat up. Now that you name those characteristics off, those are the same things I feel about you. That's all right. I'm cool with you that. Brag, you brag, all this stuff. Go ahead. It's all fine and dandy by me. I'm not really. I'm not one to turn away from it. So. Oh my god, you little. You little victim boy. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I think we're. I think we've done good, man. I think we're good too. All right, guys, it was awesome having you with us, and I'll let Travis take it out. Bah, bah, bah. All right. Well, I'm oh, gonna. You keep... Oh, you cannot promote Wrestling Mark Store anymore because I got a. Oh, let me tell a little story real quick. So I was. So I thought excited. you told the story on the last episode. Did I? Where you got flagged by WWE? Oh, well, no, I got flagged, but they took it down though. I told uh, you that. Maybe not. Just in case, real quick, the Wrestling Mark store, always something I was really excited for in my own wrestling line. Um, For some reason, I guess I didn't know I could use certain things, and I thought I cropped things out and did things correctly, but I guess not. WWE sent multiple, multiple, like 10 or 15 claims to Facebook and basically got my page taken down. And on top of that which I didn't report, got my Rumbling Rumors Facebook taken down, which I have had for six, seven years working on the damn thing. All these likes, all these posts, gone. Really upset me, so I just got completely got rid of the WrestlingMarkStore.com so I wouldn't get any other legal trouble. Wow. Yeah, I was really upset about it. Yeah, that, that part I did not know. So. Oh, yeah, that's why I have a new Facebook. But you know what? In, instead, you got Blue Level now. So, yeah, that's a little, very, very little wrestling stuff. It has a couple things, but stuff I know that I won't get in trouble for, like no images, 
even the images I used for wrestling stuff, most of those were mine, or 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 I made him so obscure, like I would like do like I don't know, like a Roman Reigns picture that I found like somebody took a picture of, and I would right. like black it out and then put like you know make make my own text. Sure. It just uh, whatever. I don't want to get into it. It just I was, was really pissed off about it. Well, again, guys, we got Blue Level to replace it, so check out Blue Level. They got some pretty cool and shirts it's on too. Amazon. Yep, on Amazon. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and take us out here and. Uh, we've got the Rumbling Rumor page back up on Facebook, right? Yeah, the new one. Yeah. New one. We got the one on Twitter, too. So just want to confirm that before I go further. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. So that being said, you can go like us on Facebook at Rumbling Rumors. You can also follow us on Twitter at Rumbling Rumors as well. You can follow Ramsey and myself individually on Twitter at WWE Ramsey for Ramsey, mm-hmm. obviously. And you can follow me at Travis underscore Falhart. For me and guys, we always appreciate the li- the likes, the listens, the support from you guys. It's always greatly appreciated. So happy we were able to get this episode in on a special Friday edition. One hour. Yeah, we did it. So we thank y'all so much. We hope you have a great weekend, and we will be back here next week for another edition of RR Rumbling Reality. All right, guys, have a good one. Oh, you didn't say peace out? Oh, okay, I can do it again. (laughs) But see you guys. Peace!